Blog Talk Radio. Granny Hawkster and Big Swing. Oh yeah, it is the Monday before WrestleMania. Always a fun Monday. Uh, always a uh, you know a crazy uh, type of type of atmosphere going on. It's very similar to the you know to, to the Monday right afterwards, um, but. This one has a little bit of, you know, a different tension to it. This one's got a little bit more uh, flair than previous years, and I say that, you know, <laughs> unintended here. Um, but, uh, but anyway, you guys are, are doing good. I just wanted to mention uh, our sponsor, as you'll hear with the commercial um, from the Heart Foundation, that uh, that uh, the Heart Foundation is being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, which is amazing. Yep. Heart Fame. So. Yep. That's going to be on Saturday night if you guys want to check that out. That should be pretty amazing. Right. And uh, Diana Hart-Smith is uh, going to be there. You know, she was on with us a couple weeks ago. And uh, she does admit uh, freely that she is a good friend of the icons. And uh, uh, she does not have a restraining order on me because they don't know what that is. No, I'm kidding. And uh, Uh. she... And... uh, she is uh, going to work on getting some more heart members on the show with us. So nice, uh, nice. And I was very humbled by what she said about she felt a very special connection to me. That was I was very honored by that. That that was that was cool, you know. And uh, you know, I mean, all, all our guests ha- that we've had on the show, and of course tonight is no exception. Uh, I'll just kind of run down the list. We have a returning guest, uh, Mariah Crusher. Oh, yes. Uh, good have, friend of the show. We have PJ the Whip. And we have Tony Storm. I cannot wait to talk to PJ the Whip because uh, she's got this whole goth uh, thing going on, and I want to talk to her about that. And it's going to be great. So, yes. 
So we're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> like we do every I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, about why Mariah uh, decided to go into boxing. I mean, she's pretty much covered uh, every avenue of fighting now, and I just want to see, you know, sort of why she uh, – why she decided to go into that. So well, I'm interested to talk to her. her. We also got to talk to her about her documentary too. Well, y- yes, that is a whole and, bunch uh, of stuff I, with her. I actually left the theater in tears after watching that. That was, that was hard to watch some of that stuff. Oh my. It was very hard to Ronda watch. Ronda Rousey. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, they they all three of them got handcuffed, and they got Becky and Rhonda in the same police car, and they're going out, and they just kicked out the windshield, <laughs> the window on the door. <laughs> well, well, here, here's the weird, well, here's the weird thing. Didn't they say that if any of these women went at each other that they'd lose their spot at WrestleMania, or was that just during the match? Well, I don't know, but now they're all <laughs> but all three of them are handcuffed, and they're all going after each other again. Now, how do you feel that Ronda Rousey is now equipped? Oh, oh, uh, oh my gosh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey's in the police car. I don't know how she could drive it with being handcuffed. <laughs> that uh, Mariah good. just now e- eclipsed uh, your favorite gal's record for uh, title reign. Okay, yeah. She surpassed uh, uh, Alexa Bliss for uh, longest uh, title reign. Well, I definitely her. think that I, I definitely think that uh, WWE could use uh, a little bit more bliss. I really do. I, I, I really, I really want um, her to get healthy uh, because, like I said, I, I definitely think that we need a little bit more Alexa in our lives. But, uh, well, look, you know what a dream for you would be uh, to have uh, Edge and Alexa Bliss in a mixed tag match. Now, that would be your dream. Wait, wait, Alexa Bliss and who? Edge. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. You know, we we, we know you too well. And we know that if you could, if you heard that that match was going to go on, you'd do whatever you could to buy a flight and a ticket to be at that match. You would be there live. We know you would. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is that I I also would be on edge the entire time, though, uh, because I know about Edge's neck. I mean, I, I mean, is this a hypothetical where, like, if Edge was completely healthy, you're saying, or like Edge now? Well, you know, if uh, you know Edge could be like Daniel Bryan and come back in the ring, you know. Uh, I mean, it's been like what eight years? I, I don't know. At least. Yeah. You no, know? so, I mean, I or I have. Uh, uh, Alexa have a match and then have Edge in her corner or something like that, you know? True. But, well, I mean, here's the thing, though, with Edge. I mean, <laughs> yes, he was great. Yes, he's amazing. But I'm happy he's retired. I like the memory of having Edge. I, I like the memory of having, you know, uh, the the good times that I remember. I, I, I think that sometimes, unfortunately, WWE has the ability to sort of um, kill things off a little bit, make make things run too long. Even if Edge were fully healthy, I think by this point in his career, it would be too much. He'd be old now. People wouldn't care as much about him. So I am kind of glad that he's retired now. I just wish I got a few more prime years out of him. You mean like they do with The Undertaker, you mean? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly like they did with Undertaker. I mean, at this point, it's like we're sick of seeing him. Now there's rumors going around that he's going to be at WrestleMania against somebody, and it's just it, – it, I'm, sick, I'm sick of it. I, I, I don't want anything to do with the Undertaker anymore. Well, here's the deal, though. I would want to see the Undertaker and Sting have a match. Just once. Because both wrestlers, both individuals, during the Attitude Era Live, during their careers, stayed with each company. They never jumped ship one way or the other. So, one was uh, all-time WCW, the other was all-time WWE. That is the match that everybody wants to see. That is the well, match. Well, Sting, Sting has a WWF or WWE match under his belt now. Um, I mean, obviously, Undertaker can't because they're not a company anymore. But uh, I, I think Sting had his moment, uh, and he came in the ring, and he looked, he looked very lethargic. He looked very, you know, old, and he got hurt. So, so I, I just – I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. I mean, Undertaker can uh, – Undertaker can barely move anymore, and Sting, obviously, I mean, he, I think he showed what he's got left. So, I, I mean, as much as I love the Attitude Era, I think I love the memory of the Attitude Era a little bit more, you know, if that makes any sense. Because, I mean, these guys, they're, they're geriatric now. I, I, I like to remember them. I like to remember them in the good old days, remember them in their prime, instead of seeing them now and being like, oh, that's typical, you know? Well, what is your, well, what is your opinion about when uh... – Triple H likes to stick his nose, his big slope hook nose in the business and get back in the ring once every year. Well, Triple H is different. I mean, he's still in ridiculous shape. Well, true, but still, it's it's getting old, you know. I mean, he's, you know, he, he propelled, he, I mean, he was always at the top of his game. But the only reason why he's getting where he is now is because he's banging the box boss's daughter. Now anybody can call in and uh, can uh, can belittle me on that. You can argue that point with me. I will never waver from that. That's <clears throat> the only reason why he's doing what he's doing now. It's because he's banging the boss's daughter. Well, that, yeah, but he's been doing that for almost twenty for over twenty years. Still, I mean, you know. That's the only reason why he, he he can do whatever he wants is because of that fact. And I still say that that's one of the, that was when he started dating Stephanie McMahon, I started out as a storyline, but then the dollars and cents were going off in his eyes like a slot machine. And he's like, hey, I could get myself even over even more. I, I, I get I, I, I can exploit my own daughter. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like uh, I say, I'm unwavering at that point of view. I will never change. Uh, all right. Thought. Hey, I mean, if somebody does want to call in and, and, and argue with you, then, I mean, that's fine. Um, You know, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think Triple H has earned his spot. I mean, he, he is a hell of a wrestler. Are there, are there better out there? Yes, probably. Uh, but but he's still a hell of a wrestler. I mean, you know, he he was he was a very good he was very good in his heyday, despite whether or not he was you know banging Stephanie or not. The dude the dude could still you know mash it up in the ring. So you know who knows? Who really knows? <clears throat> but 
So, Granny, would you have like a dream match you'd want to see? I don't know. I mean, yeah, B train kicking the hell out of Kevin Owens. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be well, Kevin Owens. Um, Yeah, well, uh, well, okay. So, so you're still, you're still, uh, you know, even though he's not a major part of the storylines anymore, you still have the hatred for Kevin Owens, huh? I'm always going to have a hatred for Kevin Owens. I don't care. Even even if he turns face, <laughs> which I think they're trying to do with him, I'm still going to hate him. I don't care. I, I hate the guy. I'm never going to like the guy. You know? All right. I mean, there, all right. There's, been wrestlers, there's been wrestlers that have, <laughs> healed, that have turned face. Uh, I've given them their saving graces. But Kevin Owens is never going to get that grace from me, ever. I mean, can somebody explain to me, by the way, I'm watching Raw here. Can somebody explain to me what the hell the whole purpose of this Lacey Evans thing is every week? She always comes out and distracts the wrestlers at the the matches that are going on. And I don't know why. Yeah, but, but, but why? Like, what are they building up to I guess because, because I guess she thinks she's beautiful and she's just going to be a big distraction. I don't know, but. Every week for I don't know how many weeks now. So. Yeah, I, I just don't get where they're going with it. I mean, I mean, I understand well, I it if, if you have an end game. I just don't get what the end game is. They're, they're doing with her like they did with Dolph Ziggler. Remember when Dolph Ziggler would come, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. And then he'd shake somebody's hand, then he'd go away. That's what they're doing with her. They're building her up that way. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, is she even a, is she even like a wrestler? Like, I mean, is she ever yeah, going to get into yeah, the ring? Yeah, yeah, she, she is a wrestler. I mean, I, she, um, gosh, I don't know how long if ago she wrestled, but I don't know how long ago she was. Um, I don't know, because I remember when they mentioned her name. Like when they when they mentioned all those people's names coming to WWE and everything, I'm not. I don't think she was part of NXT, but I don't know because I don't Actually, watch a lot of NXT. So what? I think she was. I think she was. Yeah. I think she was too. Now that you mention that, but. Huh. So uh, our first guest should be calling in here in a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, I will yeah. check here. Anyway, so who's this heavy machinery team? They've been winning some matches. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I think they were from NXT, on, too, I think. No, she is on, yeah. I was just, uh, I didn't notice it until after I asked the heavy machinery question. But, uh, yes, she is well, She we, is so on. So, yeah, that's totally fine. I'm going to patch her through right now. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The newest star of the Fargo movie festival, the greatest documentary I've ever seen because mine hasn't been released yet. She will kick your ass in the MMA ring. She'll kick your ass in the boxing ring. And she's a great friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mariah Russia. Hey, Mariah, how are you? That was one hell of an entry. I don't know about me walking down the aisle. But, you know, hey, I'll roll with everything else. How's it going, everyone? Good to have you back. Hi, Mariah. Uh, 
Hi there. Uh, what we're going to do here, uh, uh, you have, uh, you are our favorite of the show, and uh, I'd like to announce right now, uh, as we start, uh, you are the next inductee in the Attitude Era Live <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'll be getting your plaque here once I get them made. So you are the next inductee. You are joining Julie Hart and Sherwin Linton. So you're in a great group there. Uh, I wanted to announce that now. Uh, and what, we, what we'll do here is if you could give us a little background of yourself, and we'll inter- uh, interview you, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk some smack. Talk smack. Well, I think you kind of gave the, the 411 breakdown on, on my bio there, Icon. Um, I do a lot of different things within the Fargo-Moorhead area. Clearly, I fight professionally from MMA to boxing. I do a variety of speaking events as well as teaching women's self-defense seminars, whether it's in the gym or in corporations. Pretty blessed and honored, um, like Icon had mentioned, with my documentary. The trailer shows more so of a fight perspective, but my documentary is more so about my fight for life and different things that I have overcome. I'm, I'm very grateful. I have two beautiful young boys who are very strong, have also overcome a lot of different um, things within their life and clearly have watched me go through some a few things as well. Uh, my, my whole goal, I guess, at the end of the day is to, to be on a platform where I can reach the masses and create a positive ripple effect of change. So whether that's through personal training, through speaking, um, you name it. So that's my goal in life is we're only here for a short period of time. So let's do the best that we possibly can moving forward. Now, I will say uh, I was uh, sitting front row for your documentary and noticed some things. Uh, if you wanted to talk about some questions I have about it, uh, there was a few things in there that were hard to watch. And uh, uh, I did leave uh, the theater in tears because it was kind of rough, to, uh, tough to see some of that stuff. Um, if you wanted to talk about a few of the things in the documentary that I saw, uh, I'll ask you the question, and if you uh, don't want to answer, just say, what's the next question? But uh, the first thing I do want to a- a- ask you is that it kind of uh, had some reenactments of a um, of a few altercations you had with uh, the father of your children, and uh, that was really tough to watch. Now, in those reenactments, was it tough to go back and relive that? and watch that back again, or was it, uh, was it just let it fly? I think the challenge or what hit me most is hearing it from somebody else's perspective. Now, I've lived it, clearly moved through it, and the crazy thing is, is after however many months I worked with a life coach, after speaking with um, her husband and herself going through different things, it was at the point in my life where, I actually had called him and thanked him for the different things that we had gone through. And the reason why, and it it took him back. The reason why I thanked him is because I wouldn't be able to connect and resonate with other people's stories if I wouldn't have been in that story as well. So would I change anything? Absolutely not. Was it, was it difficult to watch? Um, Yes. When I'm hearing other people share stories, but from the other perspective, I feel like I've overcome and I've worked through a lot of different emotional layers myself. So now my goal in life is to be able to share my story, share my voice so that I can help others that may be in that same situation. 
And the one thing that I found is cool, uh, who your uh, former roommate was, who at one time I had the world's biggest crush on, and that was Megan. Uh, yeah, Megan Salik. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, so she, I, she's a honey. Yeah, I, I had the biggest crush on her until I realized I was out of her league, but I still had a crush on her at one point, you know. Uh, and the, uh, I'm going to ask you one more question, and we'll kind of go around the room. But what we'll do is we're going to take a quick time out here. Uh, I sent you a script for a line. We're going to go ahead and take care of that now, and then we'll uh, get into the meat of the interview. So I'll count you down for five, and we'll go ahead and do that, and then we'll continue, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Mariah Prusha. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, granny hoaxer, and the legend, pretty boy, Doug Masters. Awesome. Ooh. That's great. And, uh, I like it. You know, and uh, my, my other question is, uh, and I also want to, I also owe you a big thank you. Uh, for uh, being my uh, our celebrity sponsor at Maui Madness, uh, <clears throat> we we do appreciate you more than you know. Uh, but the sad thing is, I think that uh, the Sandman uh, took a extra liking to you, and I didn't want to I didn't want to overrun your conversation with him because he's bigger than me. Oh Lord, that that man is a different in a different. Um, vision or in a different spot in his life we'll say than I am but yes I think he was um, very excited to strike up conversation on multiple times now you know sometimes you just have to sit there and nod and smile icon so that's what I did I was like yep yep and you know security was close by so I wasn't too concerned (laughs) and uh, I, I appreciate how you sent me to get your charger from him after he took it well, you know, sometimes the best thing to do is avoid a situation, and in that case, I chose to avoid another conversation. So it just is what it is, and I appreciate you grabbing my cord. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, we're going to go around the room. Uh, we'll start with Granny. Go ahead, Granny. What do you got for uh, the uh, love of our life, Mariah? Well, um, I guess what has been your most challenging opponent or most memorable match you've or you know fight that you've ever been in you know I've had a few and you know it really all depends on what what you're looking for from an emotional standpoint because I've had different emotions for different opponents I know that my first one was probably very you know one that stands out because it was my first and any time that you're going into a new sport, especially from the combative side, it, it's, you have tunnel vision. You don't hear anything around you. And all I remember really truly from that fight was in the first, first round, I was in a standing guillotine choke for about five minutes. And wow. in my head, what I was processing was this. There's no way I'm going to let this female who almost backed out of my fight two days before beat me I had WDAY sports there I had a lot of fans there. I'm like this is just not going to fly so going into the second round before um, before we entered the second round I remember looking across my neck muscles were so fatigued 
It felt like my head was the weight of a bowling ball balancing on top of a straw. So in my mindset, I'm like, Mariah, you have to finish this round and you have to finish it quick. So I was able to, um, we exchanged some punches, went into a double leg takedown in the middle of the cage, um, took her down, got into mount position and went into basically ground and pound until she tapped out. So yeah, it was, one of those moments where you're like, thank God I got out of the first round and finished in the second. But, you know, a lot of different things could have gone, you know, in a different way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Big Swing. Oh, yeah, I... Well, obviously, yeah. when, you've, when you've spoken with us before, uh, you know, we knew about your MMA career. And that's really when you came on and debuted with us. Uh, we had spoken to you about, uh, you know, your MMA fighting and all of that. Icon just showed me something the other day. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't the other day. It was a little over probably a month ago now. But he showed it to me about w- with you now exploring the boxing world. And I was just wondering what uh, what piqued your interest with that. Why did you want to go into that? And uh, which one do you like better so far? Well, you know, it's hard to compare. It's like comparing apples and oranges. They're the same, yet they're different, right? So they're both fruits. However you know, your apple has something different compared to your orange. So the same with boxing and MMA. Boxing, you have one element. You have your hands. That is your your offense, and that's your defense. Whereas MMA, clearly you have a full facet of tools that you can go to from boxing, Muay Thai, elbows, knees, kicks, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So when you compare the two, the, the one thing I can say is this, is I train a lot for both, especially, you know, knowing which fight I'm going into. However, from a boxing perspective, I feel I don't have to put in five hours a day of training. It's more the closer to that three hours of training per day because of the fact that you're focusing on one tool. Whereas with MMA, those five hours of training aren't all just one component. It could be you're doing an hour of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're doing an hour of boxing, so you have different pieces, and then clearly, you know, you have different days where you're you're stringing everything together. So I've always loved to throw my hands. In the last year and a half or two years, I'd say I've really progressed. Um, I've connected. It's kind of like a chess game, right? It takes a little while where you have to move certain pieces, and then you realize, okay, that probably wasn't the smart move. For me it was learning and having my footwork broken down. And after I had my footwork broken down and my hands, everything, I started to connect. So now, you know, my first fight or my pro debut for boxing was in February of last year on Virgil Hill's card. And it was great. I had a lot of fun. It's, you know, the rounds are different where it's four two-minute rounds, whereas MMA is three five-minute rounds. So it's a complete different component. But the crazy thing is both of my fights or boxing matches ended pretty close to the same, except in different rounds where the ref stopped it. And the, the thing is both of the females that I fought, it was on the ropes that I had them in the same exact spot where the ref stopped it. So it was kind of ironic. And, uh, the one cool thing, Mariah, is, uh, and, and of course, I, you know, I'm not going to take credit for this, but uh, every event of yours that I've been at, you're undefeated. Well, then, you know, let's just keep it rolling, Icon. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Speaking now, of- is, there, is there a big difference um, 
is there a, is there a difference between like, yeah, obviously with MMA, you're wearing as little as possible on your hands uh, and on your feet. In fact, most of the time it's bare feet. The fact that you have to put on the gloves, was it different learning to strike? Um, like, like, do you have to strike different ways in different places and a different approach when you're wearing boxing gloves, though? No. The, the only thing no? that is different okay. is, the de- is, is the defense, right? So when you're MMA, your hands can be further away from your face. Compared to boxing, you're keeping them tight to your chin, right? So the yeah. key thing is you're being, like, you don't have to worry about kicks for boxing. MMA, you do. So your hands can be further away so that you're parrying punches, and then you're also ready to defend and block kicks. So the, okay. the weight of the gloves clearly are different. So for boxing, they're 10-ounce gloves. For MMA, they're 4-ounce gloves. So your hands are moving at a faster rate for MMA than they are boxing. Plus, you know, you have the holes that are cut so you can utilize your fingers when you're on the ground for grabbing and grasping or wrestling. Whereas clearly boxing, they're closed gloves. So the weight is distributed differently in the gloves, but both of them you're able to hit hard. You know, some people say you can hit harder with a boxing glove. Some people say you can hit harder with an MMA glove. I think it all depends on the brand of the gloves. Um, For me, I feel that personally that the MMA glove, because I've been hit with an MMA glove and I've been, well, I've been hit a little bit with boxing gloves, not a lot except for sparring. With the guys, I feel that clearly you're more apt to get cut open with MMA gloves because of the stitching compared to how a, a boxing glove is made. Uh, Mariah pushes our guest. We've got about 15 minutes left with uh, Mariah. Now, when you are, you know, you talked about the MMA gloves and the boxing gloves. Now, do you uh, provide your own gloves, and when you put them on, they get checked, or... Uh, does the uh, event provide the gloves that you have to wear? I've always wondered about that. The event has to provide the gloves because the gloves have to be approved by the commission. So you cannot bring your own gloves. However, there was one instance where I had an opponent who wanted to wear her own gloves because she didn't want to wear recycled gloves. When I say recycled gloves, that means sometimes they don't have the the Um, right amount of sizes for each fighter. So if somebody fights first and somebody is further down on the card and they need that size, well, sometimes you have to wear gloves that were used that night. Whoop-de-doo, right, because your hands are wrapped. Well, my opponent was kind of throwing a stink where she didn't want to wear sweaty gloves. And in my head, I'm like, you realize what we're going to do here, right? So we're basically exchanging sweat, you know, blood, so on and so forth. So, I mean, really sweaty gloves? Let's just get over it. So the commission asked me if she could wear her own gloves. They brought them down to me. I was able to check them. They checked them. And the crazy thing is this. I'm a huge um, sign. I like the infinity sign. And when I flipped over her gloves, she had the infinity sign on top of her gloves. And I'm like, what the hell? Let her use them. Letterbox. So, in my eyes, it was a sign, but you know, I, I look for different details. So, um, at the end of the day, they're not supposed to use your, their own gloves. However, her gloves were brought to me by the commission, and I was, and I approved them with the commission. So, now, can you let us know what uh, your records are for MMA and boxing? So, for MMA, my pro record is five and three, and for boxing, it's two and zero. Oh. 
And have you found out when your next event might be, or are you still uh, waiting? We're waiting uh, in regards to some things, Icon. However, I do have a promotion that's coming up May 11th. So that is an MMA card, and we will be having more details released here this week. And do you know where that event will be? Will it be within That'll the be in Fargo again. The Icon? Okay, and... Uh, is that going to be with um, Jesse? Is that going to be his nope. promotion? Nope, this oh, is different. my promotions. Okay. Yep, so the thing All is, right. the, the MMA show that was November 10th was MPX Promotions. Uh, in March, um, it was MPX Promotions in Barbell Boxing, where we co, um, co-partnered for that show. And then this one is um, MPX Promotions with MMA. And uh, I promised I'd let you do this. If you could let everybody know uh, about uh, your company, and uh, if they wanted uh, training, uh, we, I mean, we have listeners all over the country. If our listeners from, say, Detroit wanted to come all the way up here to Fargo and train with you, where would they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Tell us about that. That would be one hell of a drive. But if they wanted to come to personal train or if they're looking for an individual to come to speak, they can find me at mpxfitness.com. Our email and phone number or contact number are listed on our website. And you no longer have uh, your arena, correct? You used to have your own little club. Well, not a club, but you used to have your own gym. You don't have that anymore. Is that correct? That is correct. What it comes down to is I've personal trained for 17 years. I've had my gym for close to 13 years, and it came to the point where when you do so many different things within the community, when you personal train, when you're, when you're basically all over the board and your reach is pretty broad, it comes to the point where you start confining yourself with four walls. And I didn't want to do that anymore. It was time for me to basically spread my wings and fly. So what I'm doing is I started to rent out of Core Fitness in Fargo where I do my personal training. I teach kickboxing. But then I also teach kickboxing um, out of Courts Plus So instead of other gyms looking at me as competition, now I can be viewed as an asset because I can provide different programs that I do within their locations. And with your training arrangement, can you kind of go through a typical day of uh, what time you wake up, uh, how many raw eggs you have in the morning, uh, how long you go throughout the day, when you finally get home, what, what's a typical schedule like for you? There's no such thing as a typical schedule. I'm just going to let you that know that right now. When you wear multiple hats and you're a single mother of two boys, um, I work late on the nights that I don't have my two boys, which is two nights a week, which means I'll work until 8.30, get home at 9, and then I start the next day at 5 o'clock in the morning so that I can be done earlier where it doesn't disrupt our family time. Um, I love my children, and I also understand that um, making sure that balance. We never really truly fully have balance. However, you try to do the best that you possibly can. So three days a week, you know, I'll typically start at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'll go until I pick my kids up from school, train two more clients after, so I'm home no later than 5, where we can have quality time and making supper, sitting down, eating with them. And um, that's the key, and then usually weekends. I won't personal train clients because it comes down to the fact that I need my family time and family should always come first. 
Sometimes it shifts because of different days of the week where you've got different things going on, but your kids grow fast. Clearly mine are. So I disengage. I try to disengage from the world at certain times at night because I need to. I need to allow myself to recoup because when you work with people, you're always giving out energy. So if you want to be able to be a positive mentor or, you know, again, give light, you need to make sure that you're refueling your cup as well. Uh, Mariah Price is our guest. We've got about 10 minutes left with Mariah here. And you you mentioned you have uh, two boys. Uh, what are their ages? Seven and going to be 13. Now, have they expressed interest to you about uh, wanting to do what mom does, uh, you know, uh, or is that something you want to try and steer them away from, like have them be like doctors or lawyers or something? <laughs> Here's the thing. I want my boys to be whatever they want to be. I they don't need to follow in my footsteps or in my shadows. I want them to create their own footsteps. Now, if they wanted to be an accountant, that's fine. If they wanted to be a mechanic, that's fine. I want them to understand that life should be lived with passion and purpose. And I am going to be their biggest fan no matter what they do, as long as they are, you know, creating positive change and, and living life with, you know, a strong set of morals and values, because that's really what it's about. So, per, you know, pursue what you want to do and make sure that you're actively being proactive on, on getting to that and reaching your goals. So from a fighting perspective, they like to watch fighting. Do I feel like they'll be fighters? I'm not sure, but I do know that they're going to fight for what they want. And that's the key thing that I want them to get from me fighting is if I, I want to do fighting, I want to fight. I want to be, you know, that's one of my passions. So they see me following through, but they also see me taking the steps I need to, to be successful. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, your boys will always be your biggest fans, but you, you know that uh, the icon is right up there as well. Uh, and I'm not just saying it because it's you, but you know I, from the first day I met you uh, to now, our friendship has gotten bigger, and you are one of the closest friends I have. And I will always be grateful for everything that you have inspired me to do, podcast, for instance, and watching you uh, in the ring, watching you on the documentary with your boys. Uh, you're just an inspiration to everybody. And if our fans want to check out or buy the documentary, will it be for sale or will they be able to catch it on the cable network or YouTube or uh, Netflix? I had communications last week, and I will be talking as well tomorrow or Wednesday where I will know exactly the direction of what is going on um, or how people can view the documentary. So that is coming up, and I appreciate your kind words, Icon. There's um, one thing I do want to say is I just found out um, tonight that uh, a friend of mine who I started off personal training, she worked for me for a short period of time, but also came to um, one of or my last MMA event that I fought on the card, <clears throat> that it was fighting on the card. And she was there. It was her first event. Um, but also one of my biggest fans, supporters, um, I just found out today that she passed away. So I want to make sure that, um, you know, our, my thoughts and prayers are with her and her family. 
you know, she's got two young girls, uh, an amazing husband. So, you know, we can never really plan for what's next, what, what the next day brings. But again, I just want to make sure that I'm stating, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with her and her family because, you know, her laughter was contagious as her smile and support. So much appreciated. Yeah, that, that is, uh, and we, uh, uh, at a theater live, uh, myself, Granny, and Big Swing, and uh, Doug Masters also send our our prayers and thoughts to uh, her family as well. Most and, definitely. Uh, yeah. That they uh, get so, through this tough time as well. So, right, do you think that there's any chance now that you've done both avenues? You've done MMA. You've, now you've done. Now you're doing boxing. Do you think that there's any shot that any of the local promotions around the you know Minneapolis? you know, area and all the way over to Fargo and Moorhead, any of the wrestling promotions, uh, professional wrestling promotions could, could get you booked on and you can do like a Ronda Rousey sort of thing. Do you think that that's a possibility in your future as well? All I can say is anything in life is a possibility. So okay. right now I have no idea what the future holds, but what I do know is that I love a challenge. I love pushing myself and seeing where I can grow. Um, and, you know, what's life if you're, if you're a hamster in a wheel? fair assumption it's like try something new and we only grow when we step out of our comfort zone very true well because you could be you see you could be you know you could have a couple of matches and then you could have icon right there to be your hype you know to be your your uh your hype for your event and you know go down to the ring and be you know your <laughs> your mouthpiece so yeah and i, I think would that would have be that pretty down. cool yeah oh my <laughs> god he would be the best at that down. <laughs> yeah, so well, that's know, why I, I was curious. Well, you know, Mariah, you know, and I'm not like I say, I'm not saying this because it's you, and I sure, I sure, I know our fans are are gonna try and see through this, but I will do anything for you because you have helped me in everything I've ever wanted to do. If I need a guest, if I uh, need, uh, no, I take that back. I have went through training with you and the Invaders. Yep. And uh, I, I think I I don't know if I, you call me lackluster, but I, I stuck with them. You can you can attest to that, right? Yes. You rocked and rolled. Storm up icon. You rocked and rolled. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was good. Well, um, well you know, yeah, different sports. You what? Different just sports, tell me how, how much was he sweating? Was he sweating a lot? You know, he was doing, here's the thing is, we're all in different spots in our life. We push and, you know, we have to listen to different health concerns too, so on and so forth. I had him outside. It was a hot day. And, I mean, he pushed himself, absolutely. Um, I think some of the football players. You guys have hot days in North Dakota? Well, yeah, well, you know, some days, like two. So, I mean, we have to take full advantage of him. (laughs) Yeah. You guys probably still got over a foot of snow over there, up there, don't you? What's that? I said, you guys probably still have over a foot of snow up there right now, don't you? We have uh, over a foot of snow in some some little mounds of it, but I mean it's melting, thankfully. So I feel oh, it's melting. Okay. Spring, it's it's melting. Right. We'll take it. It's it's been in the 40s, and then it'll drop down and freeze. So the good thing about that is the freeze at night is helping um, with flooding. So we'll take the the semi warm days to the freezing nights right now, but. We're ready nice. for the warm. You gonna send it our way well, or what? Well, Mariah, Hopefully. you can attest to this. We have we have four seasons in North Dakota: winter, flood, road construction, and football. 
That's about it. And potholes. I mean, look, the it's potholes are ridiculous. And, and, uh, and pipelines. Oh, about, too uh, soon? Too soon? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got about uh, two minutes left. So, Mariah, if our uh, fans wanted to check you out and uh, uh, see everything that you're doing, uh, you got a Facebook, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got an Instagram, what do you got? I got a few things. One of the handles is different than the other. Uh, my Facebook, my athlete page is Mariah MPX Prusha. My Instagram and Twitter are MPX underscore MMA. Awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, I always pronounce it Prussia, but it's actually Prusha. I, I had, I, you have to forgive me for pronouncing it wrong all this time. Hey, Icon, it's okay because when I ran track and I was at, like, a conference meet, I was in the third lane for the 100-meter dash, and no one has butchered my name like they did my senior year where I didn't even want to go on the track and stand in the third lane. I wanted to switch with somebody. They butchered my name so bad they called me Myra Pussia. So if you call me Prussia, if you call me Prussia, I am okay with whatever. Well, wow. uh, apparently that uh, that announcer didn't know that you could have went up and kicked his butt. Apparently, he didn't know. <laughs> well, well, maybe not. Maybe on... not so much back then, Icon. But still. right, all right. And hooked on phonics didn't work for them, so don't no. buy the product. <laughs> no, don't. Awesome. Well, I good old Fargo, North Dakota education you, uh, tax dollars coming in. Icon, I actually have two people on the line. Are we supposed to have two people back and forth? Uh, for the next one, no. or, or okay, well, no, one's well, a nine one eight, one's a nine three nine. Well, nine one eight might be Doug Masters. Oh, that's very yeah. well. It could be. Hang on a second. Boy, all right. Oh, it is Doug. Okay, hey Doug. It's, hey guys, right, how you doing? Right. Pretty boy, Doug Masters. How you doing? Good. How's good. it going? How are you? Uh, I'm all right, well, man. You're in the hospital. Uh, uh, Mariah, we uh, we do have our next guest on. We do appreciate you taking time out of your well, schedule to join us. Icon. And, they hung up when I put like well, like, like her, they jumped. They, yeah, they jumped off the switchboard. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just something about uh, you know the maybe something about the show. I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like I say, Mariah, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. You were awesome, and like always, and uh, I'll be getting your. Uh, 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 we'll uh, we'll get you that plaque, and uh, you're awesome. And uh, you know that from the bottom of the icon's heart, he loves you like nobody else. There she is. Well, icon, I appreciate it. And then everyone else, right now, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it, and have a kick-ass rest of your night. Thanks, thank you Mariah. as well. Thank you. Awesome. Right, so our next guest is should be on. Well, they <laughs> they were again, and now they just bumped off again. All right. Well, um, well, what I'll do real quick while we're waiting is uh, just just do our due diligence because we did say we're supposed to play it two to three times. So, uh, the new, the newest or one of the newest inductee members of the Hall of Fame, the Hart Foundation. <laughs> Once 
again, sharpshooterfunding.com. Uh, that's the Canadian site. Go on and look for them. First Down Funding is the American side of that company. Same company, though. Any of your funding needs, go on and check them out. They got some NFL players involved, some other athletes involved in this as well. Uh, and the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame, the Hart Foundation. So, again, go on and check them out. They're doing a lot of great things for a lot of people. So, Icon, uh, we do have him on here. And uh, actually, yeah, so Doug dropped off. I know he was in the hospital. We'll get to talk to him. Hopefully he'll go back in a little bit to see how that ankle is doing. Uh, but Icon, so I'm, I'm going to patch him through. I got to step aside here, use the little boy's room. But uh, I'll patch the caller through, and I'll jump back. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, combatant number two of the night, this is a gal that will definitely whip you into shape, and if you are not in shape, she'll keep whipping you until she puts you there. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you PJ the Whip. Hey, PJ, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm glad that I this is finally working. I hope. I mean, like. Well, well, it's it's okay. We, but uh, I've introduced you. Uh, if you want to give us a little background of yourself, and we'll uh, ask you some cool questions. Sure. Um, so yeah, um, I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, I started in wrestling in 1999. I'm still wrestling around the area, and uh, specifically in Albany, in the Albany, New York area, and. Um, um, that's pretty much it, you know. Wow. Uh, PJ, wait. Here? Um, you said yeah, Albany, uh, the the Albany, New York area. Yeah, Albany, New yeah, York. Yeah, that's where. Uh, that's actually where I live. I live at Clifton Park. Um, just wondering, uh, whereabouts in Albany did you wrestle? Uh, was that? Yeah, whereabouts in Albany? Uh, any particular companies? I mean, I live in Albany, so. Oh, well, there's a uh, there's a wrestling school in Albany, um, um, but and they, are, they start now doing shows um, every month or I mean every other month. So, like the 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 last show was uh, like uh, two weeks ago, and then um, oh, okay, um, they are planning on doing another show in May. Um, but I also been working um, for companies in the area like uh, Immortal Championship Wrestling. They are from in, in a little bit uh, western from New York, from, from Albany. And then also I've been working in Battlefront in Pro Wrestling, which is in Massachusetts. Okay, yeah. nice. Uh, PJ the Whip is our guest here. We have uh, uh, 25 minutes here uh, with you. We're going to take a, a brief time out here. Uh, I sent you a script for a line. We're going to go ahead and take care of that now. Then we'll uh, get into the meat of the interview. So what I'll do is I'll count down from five, and we'll go ahead and do that, okay? Okay. All right, ready? Here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Do we lose her? No, Wait, she's what? still on. PJ, are you I'm there? sorry. I'm... I'm... I'm still here. I, I just don't get on their suit. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and do the line. I, I did see the script, right? Oh, yeah, the line. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right, I got right. it here. All right. Let's try it again. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. 
Hey, this is PJ the Web Gonzalez. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hawkster, and the legend, Pretty Boy Dog Masters. Awesome. I I, I just got to say, I love your accent. It's awesome, especially the way that you say icon. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit it so uh, when people call me, they'll hear your voice saying icon over and over again. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like fun. Right. So, uh, when you uh, wrestle, uh, are you considered a babyface, a heel, an in betweeny, or do you let the crowd? Interesting question because uh, the um, most of the time, most uh, some of the matches that I've been booked lately, they are using me as a heel. But surprisingly enough, um, the crowd reaction has been a little bit. Um, I will say like fifty fifty in some cases. Like if if I were to be considered a true heel I don't think I would be able to sell any merchandise or having the kids come like coming and give me asking me for high five. That should not happen. But it's happening. So I will say that I'm more of a tweener. Uh, tell us uh, what yours is called and what goes on to it, and then we'll see if anybody of us, any one of us, will volunteer to uh, have you practice on this. Uh, what was that again? Uh, your finishing maneuver. What is it called, and how does it work? Well, I it it, it depends who I'm wrestling against, because if it's a person that I cannot lift, I I don't use it. But it, most of the time, I either use the Michinoku driver, or I use a variation of the Emerald Flotion. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and uh, go around the room here. Uh, we'll start with uh, Granny. Uh, Granny, what do you got first? I'm going to say interesting match you've ever been involved in. Hmm. That's a good question. I think it will have um, – I think it was a – I guess it was a, a, a fit of four uh, – I mean, a four-man tag uh, that we did, uh, that I did last year, that will have been the most interesting one because I've never been in a, in a tag match that had so many people and tag team members. And then I was oh. the only woman in, in my team. And then uh, and, 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 and the dynamic was different, you know. So I will say that okay. that was probably the, the, the most interesting match. Okay. Well, you know, I everybody everybody thinks that Granny Hulkster is a wrestler, and I'm not. I'm just a big, huge fan of this sport, and I I really have a good time when I go to wrestling shows. I really have a lot of fun, and I love giving the heels lots. I mean, I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I'm at wrestling that is awesome. shows. So that is awesome. Uh, PJ Whip is our guest here. We got 20 minutes left with PJ here. Uh, uh, Big Swing, if you're still there, if you're back yet, what do you got for our guest? What uh, question you have? Uh, well, sort of take us through the process. Of, and again, if I was out of the studio and they answered this already, I do apologize. But um, take us through the process of what kind of got you into wrestling. Why, why did you choose this profession? You know, was there a particular, you know, uh, inspiration for you or a role model or somebody you looked up to or was this something you decided a little later on or right from when you were real young? I mean, just sort of take us through the process. So, all right, so let's go uh, back in time a little bit. 
when I was in high school around the uh, early 90s, like 1990, 1993. And um, growing up, I was, I was being bullied. And um, one Saturday night, I decided to stay up all night uh, watching TV. And out of a sudden, the TV, they had the um, flipping channels in Puerto Rico. I find out that they were showing WWE's, uh, at that time, WWF, uh, superstars. And uh, I started watching it, you know, and back that, that was the time that uh, you had wrestlers like uh, Razor Ramon, The Ultimate Warrior, um, The Undertaker. Um, so I, I totally fell in love with that. And um, when I got into college, I, w- I, I was thinking like, well, uh, I hope I can find a wrestling school and see if I can, if I can join the, and, uh, and start doing wrestling. But um, in Puerto Rico, the problem was like most of the wrestling schools they were they were hidden like and at the time the internet was not as it is today. Today you can go online and you can type like wrestling schools near me and chances are you're going to probably find the address of a few wrestling schools. Uh, but back then there was no like a the internet was not as it is, so there was no way of finding a, a wrestling school around. So I started asking people. And it wasn't until 1999 where I was driving to to college, and down down the road I I discovered that they were doing a a wrestling show, and I stopped, I asked, and then they began training me um, in 1999, and um, and um, I I I I stuck with it, you know, and um, and the rest is history, and I just been wrestling. Down in Puerto Rico, I got the chance to to move to the United States and also um, to the United States mainland because Puerto Rico is kind of like pretty much a part of the United States. Um, and I visited a, another wrestling school, and um, I just been um, continuing doing that, you know. And um, as far as for my um, um, for my inspiration for my gimmick, like I it's. It, it's interesting because my gimmick I have changed it uh, many times over time. When I started, I was doing kind of like a, a, a gimmick similar to the Big Boss Man, um, and now I'm just like doing a gimmick that that is like my my um, my shootout to the circus, pretty much, or my tribute to the circus. Well, you know, I was kind of curious about that uh, with. Uh... You know, uh, I had made a cool little collector's card for you, and uh, in the card, you know, you have, like, uh, interesting makeup. Uh, Now, uh, how long have you been doing that? So, the face paint came up uh, as an idea that I decided to do in 2016, because what happened was I I, I did a wrestling show in uh, 2015 in Connecticut, and... um, when I cracked my whip as part of my entrance, people started cheering for me, and I was supposed to wrestle as a heel. So I was like, I need to come up with something that 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 will not make me look like too interesting, you know. So I decided to do the face paint to try to 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 get people like scared, you know. And um, and and even even now, it's kind of like it's there are still people that that find that more interesting. So it kind of like backfired on me. Um, 
and and the idea for the face pen if, if um, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, the the symbols that they use in theater for tragedy and com and comedy, you know, if you if you overimpose them, so you're going to get the the smiley face and then the sad face and then um, there are the tears that I decided to add. Now, when you uh, when you uh, do your makeup, uh, and I've never really asked this because we've had. You know, we've had Animal from Legion of Doom on here, and, uh, you know, we've had a few others that wear face paint. I've never really asked this, so I'm going to ask this to you. Uh, how how long does it take you to do your makeup before a match? Uh, it depends lately because I've been doing it more often in, when I wrestle, so I become more, more skilled at doing it. Um, it, take, it can take me, like, um, 10 to 20 minutes. So when I started doing it, it was like uh, it took me like almost about half an hour because I was kind of like trying to make sure that I didn't make a mistake, you know. Now, do you uh, ever use your whip on your opponent? I have. I it, it's unfortunate that I don't get to do that very often, but there have been a few cases um, that I have decided to use the the whip on my opponents after a match, um, which is the which is how I want to use it, you know. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, wrestlers like um, uh, there was this wrestler. His name was um, it was not from Bass. It was uh, Wild Bill Arwin. He was he was known as as a gun in WWE. But before he went to WWE and did the gun gimmick, he was uh, doing our uh, wrestling gimmick, and he had a bullwhip, you know. And then also there was uh, Dutch Mantel. He also had a bullwhip too, and um, the way that they used it was like they, they will win a match, and then after that, you know, they, they will use the whip to attack their opponent, you know. So I have done that a few times. Um, did wow. that in uh, the Dynasty. Uh, one of the shows in the Dynasty, um, I ended up somebody with a bullwhip, you know. <laughs> PJ the Whip is our guest. we got about uh, 13 minutes here left with uh, PJ. Now, I've always asked every independent wrestler this question, and no independent wrestler has ever answered the same, so I'm going to put a two-part question. First part of the question, uh, you know, everybody knows that the big dance is the WWE, but when you get there, they control all aspects of your life. They say you do this, you do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. As an independent wrestler, you control your own destiny, do what you want. Now, if you were to get the call from the WWE to uh, join their promotion, two-part question. Is that something you'd want to do, or do you want to stay independent? And if you do get that big multi-million contract, are you still going to be our friend and talk to us and not big time? <laughs> That's a good question. If they, if by those chances I will get a contract from WWE, which I don't think it will ever happen, but if it happens, I will totally take it because honestly, like, why not, you know? Uh, and especially if, uh, if it's going to pay me more than than, than any of the jobs that I have, um, so I will take it. But I will uh, humble and I will talk to to anybody that would like to talk to me. You know, so awesome. Now, when you when you uh, do your wrestling promotion, what is the name of the promotion that you're currently with, or are you with uh, several? And have you uh, had a chance to, uh, to uh, go for any title? For any- um, what, what was the last the, the last bit I couldn't understand? Have you uh, won any titles or been a champion in any of your promotions? Okay. Um, 
So there have been a few promotions. I've been working for, I will work for any promotion that decides to book me. I, I got no problem. I got no problem working for any promotion that is interested in having me. You know, if uh, any promotion wants to book me, they can contact me and and we'll figure a date where I can go and work a show for them. Um, but for now, I've been working on uh, on certain promotions that have given me the opportunity to work. Um, one of them has been Battlefront Pro Wrestling, and I have gotten the chance to wrestle for the um, Center Ring Women's uh, Championship belt. I wrestled for that title twice. I Unfortunately, I did not win that title. And I also wrestled for New York Championship Wrestling, and um, in when they started the women's division, they put me in a fatal four-way, and um, and again it was for the to determine the first um, women's champion. Um, but again, unfortunately, I did not win that title either. And um, um, in a few more weeks, I'm going to be going to Batavia, New York, to work for Nickel City Wrestling, and they have me scheduled to wrestle in a triple threat for to to determine the first woman uh, champion in that company. So you are going to be going for a title then? I've, I've been wrestling for titles, but I haven't gotten the chance to win a title. Somehow there's my opponents seem to find a way to around uh, around the match to, to, to beat me, you know? Um, well, so maybe I'm getting here's, here's the good news for you. Uh, now that you've been on the show, we have uh, we have an astounding record, and I'm going to update everybody. Uh, we are now 490 and 0. Any guest that's been on our show, whether it be uh, was it a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, or what have you, anybody that's went after a title that's been on our show has won that title. So guess what? You're next up. You got it coming because we want you to keep us perfect. We're at 490 and 0. We beat Bill Goldberg. You got no pressure, but you got to keep us uh, our winning streak going. Hmm. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, like, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens. You know. Well, like I say, no pressure, but <laughs> we want you to keep us alive. All right. So, uh, you know, you, you had mentioned we usually do this at the end, uh, our, the end of our interview, but we'll go ahead and do it now because you mentioned it. If, uh, if uh, uh, anybody listening wanted to book you uh, or uh, have you wrestle for them, uh, how can they get a hold of you? You got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a YouTube. What do you got? Um, I have a YouTube channel, um, and, also I use, um, and also I use Facebook, and I use uh, Twitter. Twitter, my Twitter handle is uh, at pjgonzalez39, and if they want to search me online, they they can find me. I got my own website. It's pjgonzalezfightchoreographer.weebly.com, and they can contact me. They can contact me through that site too. Awesome. Now, uh, when you uh, when you wrestle, uh, do you uh, usually wrestle once a week, every couple weeks, once a month? How often are you trying to get yourself out there in the ring? Um, lately, um, lately uh, I've been wrestling mostly um, once or twice a month. Uh, but also that, that that doesn't include the time that I spend going uh, to training. I try to keep uh, training uh, every week. So 
every week I go to at least one day a week I go to practice in the ring and 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 train because you know you you have to be ready for anything so I feel like you need to train whenever you can you know and also trying to improve things or maybe I want to learn a new move or something like that that I want to use so it's uh, it's a good idea to keep training in the ring. Um, when I'm not training the ring, I keep myself busy going to a gym and working out. Um, so, because at my age, I have to I have to be ready for for the ring, you know, and uh, keeping myself in good physical condition is part of the of uh, of the deal. And um, but sometimes it, it depends on the month and depends how many shows are the the promotion that promotions are running. But it's been like all one show. Sometimes a month or two shows. And uh, if uh, our fans wanted to uh, check you out, uh, when is uh, your next show? Where is it? And uh, uh, do you know who your opponent is yet, or are you still waiting on that? No, I I know who the opponents are because it's going to be a triple threat match. It's uh, and it's going to be for Nickel City Wrestling. It's going to be on April twenty seventh. Uh, 2018, and it's going to be in Batavia, New York, at Batavia Downs, and it's going to be me versus Corinne Mink and Macha Slamovich. And you're 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 better you're a better wrestler than either of those two combined, correct? I don't know. I don't want to brag about that because I, if I get too overconfident, it might backfire, and I may end up losing that match. So, but. I'm the biggest of all of them, and I'm the strongest. And I can tell you that I'm going to do whatever I can to win that title. There you go. You guys, she has the drive. We know she's going to do it. Now, uh, real quick here, uh, PJ uh, the Whip is our guest here. we got about uh, five minutes left here. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a little ways away, but we always have a big uh, December show where we have giveaways to our fans. Uh, do you think you might be able to send us some uh, autographs for giveaways if I send you an address? Yeah, yeah, I think I can do that, yeah. Um, I, I, I could awesome. do that. I, I, I got some awesome 4 by 6 pictures that I have. If they want a picture, I'm more than happy to send one one to them, you know. Awesome. Well, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll send you an address on uh, on Facebook Messenger, and then uh, uh, you can uh, take care of that for us, and we appreciate that. And uh, real quick here, if uh, if uh, you were to uh, you know uh, branch out, uh, do you plan on wanting to uh, uh, wrestle in other states, or do you just plan on staying around the New York area? Or do you want to go out all over eventually? I, again, I will if if the opportunity arises uh, to go to different states, I'm open to that. I would love to wrestle in New Jersey. So if there's any promotion or any promoter that is listening to this show and they want to book me in New Jersey, free, feel free to let me know because I would love to go and wrestle in New Jersey. I haven't been there in a while, and I think I, I, I will totally enjoy going down there. And uh, also Pennsylvania, that's not that far. Um, hell, if somebody picks me a trip to Puerto Rico, I, I take it, and I will go and wrestle in Puerto Rico just because of the trip to Puerto Rico, because I got family in Puerto Rico, and I haven't seen them very often. So 
you know, taking a book in Puerto Rico and seeing my family. It's like I killed two birds with one shot in that. So, so yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't we... mind traveling as long as they, as they, as they, as they pay me, you know. Well, do you think uh, if uh, if we could get you uh, if uh, we could get you booked out here, do you think you could come to North Dakota? We'll make sure uh, you're booked when there's no snow on the ground. North Dakota. Uh, hmm. I never been to North Dakota. I wouldn't mind going down there. You know, if somebody books me over there, I, I mean, sure, why not? You know. And now, uh, Big Spring. Now she's in your general area, so she's in Albany. You got to go see her. You know, she might even get you on her guest list. That's, oh yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, I, any kind of wrestling shows in the Albany area, I'm always down to go to. Sure. So yeah, they're, they're trying uh, and and uh, they're doing one in Schenectady on May 11th. So you might want to go and check that one. Um, I'm not wrestling that show, but there's other amazing wrestlers that are working that show probably. That's awesome. Uh, well, I'll tell you, we uh, PJ Whip has uh, been our guest. We want to thank you very much. Uh, for taking time on your schedule uh, to join us tonight. And you've been awesome. And like I say, I, I just can't get over your action. I love it so much. And uh, we will definitely have to have you on again just so you can say my name and your accent more often. Okay. Sure. Thank you for having me. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. And um, good luck with the, with the show, you know. Thanks, PJ. Thanks for being on. You're the whip is our guest. That was awesome. <coughs> that was pretty cool. And, and it's always now, nice to uh, see somebody you... in the Albany area as well. Now, here's another thing. I have a place, and I'm going to be down there um, the 8th to the 18th. So the show next week, I'll be doing live from that area. Um, I actually have a place in Clearwater, Florida, which is um, – Pinellas County. The next caller on that's with us is a Pinellas County number seven two seven. So uh, Icon, they are on with us. We're gonna go back to back to back here to end it off, and I will let you introduce. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our third combatant of the night, and all the meteorologists say there is a storm of brewing, and he's gonna bring it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you. Tony Storm! Hey, bud, how are you? Hey, guys, thanks for the awesome intro. Much appreciated. Glad to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now, was that not the best intro you've ever had? I'll tell you what, I've been introduced by some of the best, and that was definitely top five material, especially since we've never worked together before, brother. That was great. Awesome. So here's what we like to do. uh, after I uh, give the guests the best ring introduction they've ever had, we have them give us a little background that we interviewed. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Then we'll uh, then we'll talk to you. Yeah, not a problem. Um, I guess let's let's start it at the beginning. <clears throat> my my journey in professional wrestling actually uh, started as a fan when I was a little kid. I remember being a huge fan of tag team wrestling. Uh, growing up watching the Rockers, um, a big fan of the Four Horsemen, and then of course, you know the uh, the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars was a very big factor in my life. Uh, never ever did I consider getting into professional wrestling because I was always just such a fan. Uh, it wasn't until I was a little bit older that uh, a friend of mine 
actually brought the idea to me and said, "Hey man, you've you've got a pretty decent look. You're you're a huge fan. You're a really good athlete. Maybe you should give this a try." You know, and after a lot of back and forth with uh, my friend, we actually went ahead and got the ball rolling, and I started training in uh, Wellman, Iowa at the Central Empire Wrestling Academy back in 2010. And I wrestled there pretty regularly for the next couple of years. And then in 2013, I moved down to Florida where I like to say I really got my start and I, I kind of started my finishing school. Um, I was able to meet some of my childhood heroes, actually, and some people that I, I really respect in this industry. Uh, Steve Kern, Brian Blair, Frankie the Thumper, Lancaster, Prince Iakea, you know, just some of the the natural Florida heroes that still live in the area. I was able to meet, talk to them, get with them, have them, you know, kind of mentor and guide me. And it was, you know, such an honor for them, for me to have them even, you know, take a liking to me and want to help me. And then my career really took off from there, and I've been, you know, going steadfast and hitting the road hard ever since. So now, with your with your wrestling style, are you uh, more of a high flyer, like a uh, like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical like Bret Hart, or do you have that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, I I, I tend to think of myself as more of a a hybrid entertainer. Like I'm I'm six foot two hundred and thirty pounds. I'm definitely not a high flyer. Um I like to be a little flashy, but I'm very strong. I'm in the gym a lot. Uh I've I've put a great deal of time and effort into being strong and powerful. So a lot of my wrestling style is being able to counter anybody's offense with strength, speed and power. So if you're watching a if you're watching a storm match, you're gonna see an array of power slams, spine busters, catching guys out of midair, and turning that into my own offense. Awesome. Uh Tony Storm is our guest here. Uh we have uh, about thirty five minutes here left, uh give or take, uh before we get uh, run out of the studio, but we're gonna take a, a brief time out. Uh, I had uh, sent you a, uh, a script for a line, we're going to go ahead and take care of that now. Uh, I'm going to uh, count down from five, and then we'll have you say that, and we'll record it, and we'll continue with the interview. We can do that. All right, here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to the Attitude Era, live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and the legend himself, Pretty Boy Doug Masters. Awesome. Now, when that you was wrestle, amazing. That is, that is that is amazing. That's one of our best tonight, actually. Uh, but, of course, uh, Mariah's was pretty good, too, uh, because, uh, and I will say that because she could kick my up, my, my butt, so uh, I'll say that. Uh, so, now, when you wrestle, are you a, are you a baby face? Are you a heel? Are you an in-betweeny? Or are you uh, what the crowd uh, says you are that night? You know, I'm. You, you might have heard me mention a lot of old school names earlier. 
And please believe I love, respect, and honor the old school guys who have helped me in this business and who have taught me how to grow and how to really become successful. But I also believe in evolution. And I think today our fans are so much smarter. They still enjoy the the sport for what it is, but they've smartened themselves up as much as possible. You know, with things like these podcasts, they really allow themselves to get a little too deep into our our background sometimes. Honestly, when you when you watch a, a match of mine, I am more of a competitor. It's it's not really heel, it's not really baby face. I'm a legitimate athlete looking to win a match. Of course, within the rules, trying to uh, you know be as humble and as uh, respectful to my opponent as possible. But at the same time, I have to do what I have to do to win because losing doesn't win championships and champions get paid more. Awesome. Uh, wow. well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and uh, go around the room. Uh, we'll start with Granny. What do you got for our guest, The Storm? Wow. Well, hello there. Um, I'm Granny Hulksford, and I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan. I've, I've been a fan for a long time. I, I love to watch wrestling, and I can talk some pretty good smack to the bad guys when I have to because that's what everybody loves seeing Granny do. But <laughs> that being said, what has been your most – challenging uh who has been your most challenging opponent i guess that you've ever faced oh oh man you know i've had some very very good opponents i would say one of the challengers who took me and pushed me to my absolute limits had to be uh chris masters mm, i had a really yes Hard-fought match, hard match with him in Ocala, Florida, about six months ago. And I'll tell you what, since he's left the WWE, that man has not missed one step. Not in the gym, not in the wrestling ring. Uh, he's it probably as strong as he ever was, but probably just as fast, if not faster. And his offense is very hard to counter. Yes. I've seen Chris Masters in action. Yes, he's he's something else. I tell you, that's definitely a top tier athlete. Yeah, uh, I remember. I I remember seeing Chris Masters. There was a federation that ran in Arkansas called Traditional Championship Wrestling, and he was in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and um, he uh, wanted to. He was going to put the. Well, his name was Golden Boy Greg Anthony, and I was called in Golden Girl. I always teased him about calling Golden Girl, and and he comes out and he says, "Well, let me introduce myself to you. I'm the Golden Boy Greg Anthony." Well, we all start chanting Golden Girl, Golden Girl, Golden Girl, and <laughs> Chris Master says, "I don't know if you know this, but do you hear what they're calling you? They're calling you Golden Girl." <laughs> and he ended up putting him in the master lock, and I tell you. I mean, I thought the roof was going to crack gave in. I mean, people just started going crazy. I mean, the, the noise, the the interaction. I mean, oh, but yeah. yeah, I yeah, Chris Master is pretty awesome. I mean, he was pretty awesome to watch. 
Yeah, I, I know all about the master lock. I'm no longer a fan of it. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. <laughs> uh, Tony Storm is our guest here. we got about uh, uh, 25 minutes left with uh, Tony. Uh, Big Sweet, what do you got for our guest, uh, The Storm, uh, as, it's, uh, as it's blowing through the studio? Well, is he still doing that uh, master lock challenge where people sit in the chair and he's, you know, they got to try to break it in a certain amount of time? No, no, no. He's like not as a gimmick? Okay. But it's one of those things that he has found a way to catch it out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Huh. So, well, anyway, about you, though. Um, is he the only, like, former WWE uh, or TNA or, or major – you know, major scale wrestler uh, that you've went up against? Um, or, I mean, have you fought some, some that maybe some of our general listeners would know? And uh, and also, uh, do you only fight in Florida, or are you all around the South? Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually nationwide. Um, nationwide, okay. I've wrestled in uh, 11 different states thus far. Oh, wow. Yes, in the Southeast. But uh, I, I've been doing this for quite a while, and... I, like I said, I don't like to really toot my own horn or, you know, give myself too much credit because at the end of the day, I'm I'm just a man and I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing. But uh, I have been told that I'm one of those talents that can go with anybody. So I've had the opportunity to wrestle a lot of top tier performers from the bigger companies. Uh, as I stated, I've wrestled Chris Masters. I uh, had a wonderful match with uh, Gangrel down in South Florida. I've wrestled Robbie E a couple of times, or Robert Strauss now, as he's known in NXT. Uh, I've wrestled with Simon Gotch. Oh, man. Quite a list. The Tokyo Monster Kahegis was a former NWA heavyweight, uh, actually a former NWA Triple Crown champion, I think the only one in existence. Um, I've also wrestled former NWA star, the uh, Godzilla, Jack Dane. Oh, man. Oh, he's an awesome guy, too. I've seen him wrestle, too. He's awesome as yeah. well. I've seen him. A, a couple of really good matches with uh, Billy Gunn. One very recently was a triple threat down in South Florida with uh, really hot up-and-comer Austin Theory, current Evolve champion. That, that kid's a million bucks in the making. But, yeah, I've had really good matches with some really good talent from all of the major uh, the Storm is our guest here, uh, Tony Storm. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious. You know, all wrestlers have a, a good finishing maneuver. Uh, tell us uh, what yours is called and uh, what's involved, and then we'll see if one of us wants to volunteer to have you practice or not. Well, I might sound like I'm contradicting myself a bit. Um, I know know in the uh, beginning of this I told you I'm not a high flyer, but my finishing maneuver is a perfect storm elbow drop off the top rope, courtesy of one of my my heroes and, uh, you know, one of the guys I looked up to when I was growing up, Macho Man Randy Savage. So I've been been known to hit a a pretty good spine buster and then make my way to the top rope to finish the match with the perfect storm elbow. That's awesome. Uh, see, that's actually better than uh, my finisher. My finisher is called the uh, <laughs> junk punch him in the man business. Uh, so as long as the referee's back is third, it's perfect. Uh, but if they're not, it doesn't work. 
Honestly, it sounds devastating, and I'm not going to volunteer to take that one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, I ask all independent wrestlers this that we have on the show, and uh, no – no wrestler has answered the same, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you. Two part question. Uh, first question. Uh, you know, as an independent wrestler, you know you basically control your own destiny, do what you want, and go where you want. Uh, but the big dance, the big show, is the WWE. Now, if you were to get into the WWE, of course they say you go here, you go there, you can do this, you can do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Is the WWE something you'd want to do? Two-part question. Is it something that you want to do, or would you rather stay independent where you control your own destiny? And if you do get that big multi-million dollar contract because of your look and your charisma, would you still be our friend and still talk to us and not big time when you get that big contract? Okay. Uh, let's start with question one. Would I want to go to the WWE? 100%. Uh, anybody who says that they don't, they're lying to themselves. It is 100% the biggest, most marketable, and largest sports entertainment company there is. Yes, there are alternatives. And, you know, I, I madly respect guys like Cody Rhodes, Joey Ryan, um, Kenny Omega, the guys that are doing it their own way and they're trying to create that alternative. But again, and again, this is just my humble opinion the term stands as alternative because WWE has stood the test of time and proven that no matter what happens, they are the alpha. No pun intended. They are the top tier organization. They always have been and they always will be. If I got the call to go for a WWE tryout or got the call for, to go for, uh, to get signed 100%, I would sign on the dotted line. And I have now, part two, I have been uh, loyal and faithful to every one of my fans, which I lovingly refer to as storm chasers, since day one. You know, it's not a cliche. It's not a, you know, a, a gimmick or, you know, a catchphrase for me. It's, it's real life. If you've ever supported me, bought a T-shirt, taken time to ask me questions, engaged with me on social media, helped me to grow as a human being, to achieve the the accolades that I have, I would have never made it into the Cauliflower Alley Club if it wasn't for my fans. I would have never made it into the 2018 PWI 500 if it wasn't for the fans. So I would never big league anybody, even the fans who came and watched me wrestle in flea markets, you know, and only paid $5 to a ticket, or to the people who are going to watch me wrestle for the WWE, and pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket, I will always, as long as I have control over it, stop and shake hands, pictures, and, you know, give back to my fans as much as I can. So, uh, so with that being said, of course, our fans know this is coming because this is the ego part of me because, you know, believe it or not, the icon does have an ego. You probably never guessed that. But uh, <laughs> so if uh, – if, uh, you're at the live event, WWE signing autographs, and uh, the icon comes up and says, hey, I'm the icon. Uh, can I get on your guest list? What would you say? I would say, let me see what I can do. It depends on what city we're in and if I've already filled up my comp tickets, brother. To be honest, if you're in Tampa, I might have to tell you we got to wait until another city because 
Tampa, Florida has got a lot of friends, a lot of family, and, you know, it all depends on first come, first serve. If I got a, a little brother or sister who said, hey, I want to come watch, and I put them on the list first, it's, it's definitely no disrespect, but I would, you know, give you the shirt off my back if I could. Well, what I would do, uh, if I can if I can ever get out that way, if I can ever get past the snow piles we have here in North Dakota, <clears throat> what I would do is I would give you enough advance notice to let you know I'm coming out there. So you can put me on your list. Most definitely. And I know that Big Swing, he uh he has uh he has some family out in Florida, so he might be able to get there before me. Right? Yeah, Big I'm Swing? actually yeah. gonna be down there from I'm actually gonna be down there from the eighth to the eighteenth. Um I have a place in Clearwater, on Clearwater Beach. So uh, I'm gonna be down there for a nice little vacation for ten days. The eighth to the eighteenth uh, of the eighth to the eighteenth of uh, yep. In fact, okay. next Monday's show, I'm going to be doing from Clearwater. Yeah. Very nice. Let me look at something real quick. All right. April 8th. You know what? April 13th, you should make your way over. Um, there's going to be a huge wrestling show over here in Tampa at the Orpheum. Uh, WWN presents Evolve. Uh, Evolve huh, is one of the okay. Now, where, whereabouts in Tampa is the Orpheum? Downtown Tampa. Is it down Ebor near like Channel Side or Ebor? Oh, Ebor. Okay. Hmm. And, uh, I might have to do that. You're gonna. One hundred percent. I will be there. I I have not been confirmed to be in action that night, but you know you know what they say: card subject to change. So. Uh, Either way, would love to uh, sit down and talk with you if you're there. If we're both just hanging out uh, ringside or in the stands, definitely give me a shout when you get down here. I'd love to see you at Evolve. Yeah, for sure. I'll come over. Perfect. That's awesome. I'm, I'm gonna mark that Storm down in my uh, I'll mark that down in my little calendar book thing here. Okay. Uh, cool. Tony Storm is our guest here. We got about. Uh, uh, 15, 20 minutes left with uh, Tony. Now, with uh, with your uh, current uh, wrestling status, now do you uh, do you usually wrestle uh, once a week, twice a week, once every other week, once a month, couple times a month? Uh, how often do you try to get yourself out there in the ring? Uh, whether it's well, like right now, it's, I'm pushing two to three days a week. This next, just this week alone, I've got, you know, tomorrow I'll be in Fort Myers, Florida, wrestling for Real Pro Wrestling. Uh, Friday I fly to Des Moines, Iowa, for 3XW Wrestling, and then shoot down to uh, Oskaloosa, Iowa, for uh, Central Empire Wrestling. Then the next week we've got Evolve. The following week I've got Pro Wrestling 2.0 in Orlando. And then I'm heading to Georgia on the 20th. And then I've got some really big things that very next week. But, yeah, I'm definitely uh, pushing two to three times a week uh, in the ring actually performing. And then another, you know, day or two just training. Plus, I'm in the weight room five to six days a week as well. Well, you know, if you ever want to uh, hire somebody to uh, carry your bags or be your uh, personal ring announcer like Alberto Del Rio used to have. Hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I, uh, 
Uh, I'm always looking uh, to broaden my horizon and uh, always looking for work. Hey, that's that's a heck of an idea. I haven't I haven't thought that far ahead about a personal ring announcer, but it definitely worked for Alberto, and you know Ricardo made a heck of a career out of that. And uh, you know, uh, some would say, well, not well, ninety nine percent of our guests would say I'm actually better than Alberto the Rios guy. Uh, there's only one guy that had a problem with him, and we had to hang up on him. But uh, <laughs> uh, was that Ricardo? No, uh, actually, uh, I can't. It was uh, he was a guy with a wrestling promotion. I asked him. I said, uh, "Was that uh, w- was that not the best you ever had?" And he said, "Well, uh, I've had better, and yours needs work." So I said, "Well, okay. Well, we'll just hang up on you." Yeah, uh, we didn't. We didn't hang up on him though. We 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 talked to him, and Icon bitched the whole time. So that's what happened. <laughs> like I said, but anyway. <laughs> Have you ever thought of coming to Russell in Oklahoma? Oh, I would love the opportunity. I'm I'm currently uh I haven't been talking to any of the promotions in Oklahoma recently, but I've been working my way uh more west. Mm-hmm. Uh there's going to be some announcements in the next couple of months about some some new state debuts. I'm definitely looking to make Oklahoma one of them. I uh, would love to get to Ohio, yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Working on getting that way, though. Well, the reason why I meant well, the oh, go ahead, Icon. Uh, well, real quick, how about how about North Dakota? Would you ever come to North Dakota when there's no snow on the ground? Too cold. Uh, so yes, I would. I would definitely come to North Dakota. Um, I've you know I've wrestled in Iowa. I've wrestled in Illinois. I've wrestled in uh, Minnesota, but. Haven't had in Michigan, but I haven't had the opportunity to. North hey, Grady, you got to go ahead and uh, tell uh, the storm here about the wrestling with the cause and see if you can get them hooked up. Yeah, well, that's why that that's why I mentioned Oklahoma. I have a very good friend in Tulsa, uh, Tim Rockwell. His real name is Tim Johnson, but he does an organization called Wrestling for a Cause, and they do independent wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer. And they're going on almost eight years now. They started this in 2011. And I uh, I live in Arkansas, but I help take merchandise for him. And I'm a, I'm a big supporter. I, I help with Wrestling for a Cause as much as I can. And and um, they actually have a Facebook page. You could go to Wrestling for a Cause on their Facebook page. And his email address is on there of how to get in touch with him. And it's a pretty awesome organization. Yeah, definitely. I would love to look into that. You know, like I said, we're nothing without the fans and some of those kids that, you know, really need it the most tend to be some of the best fans I've ever had in my life. So if I can, you know, get a two for one there and wrestle in front of a great crowd and expand my horizons at the same time, I'm all about it. Well, how do you feel about, you mentioned the crowds, um, you know, and you've been in, excuse me, you've been in like 11 different States. What do you feel the crowd is, is the best. I mean, is the Florida crowd the best or, I mean, wh- wh- where usually do you get the most pop or do you have the most electric crowds? Have you noticed? I'll tell you, I, again, don't get me wrong. And anybody who's listening from Florida, please don't take this the wrong way. I love you guys, but Florida is so spoiled with professional wrestling because mm. every other day, another promotion is running another show and, 
you know, it's just, it's so oversaturated in Florida. It's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is there's always work. The bad and, thing and they is, love wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Right. The bad thing is Florida's spoiled, so they don't they don't give that reaction as, as much as you would hope they would. But when I've wrestled in the Midwest, fans in the Midwest are one hundred percent something else. They they live it, they love it, they breathe it. I wrestled hmm. in Detroit, Michigan. At the world's largest food truck rally, wow. in freezing temperatures, and literally had almost a thousand people standing around the ring. Again, it's freezing out. It was Detroit, and I believe it was like November. Mm. The, the temperature was like twenty some degrees outside. We hadn't had wow. any snow. Well, yeah, I mean, they those guys, I mean, they eat up that, you know, that outdoor hockey that they do every year you know, out there. I mean, they they they're they're just so used to that weather that they that they they don't mind being outside in it. Right. So I'm talking about you've got a thousand plus people at you know, this food truck rally brought in about fifty thousand people, thousand people standing around a ring outside in the middle of the afternoon slash evening, and they were getting into it. And the reason that I can appreciate and respect that is because, number one, they weren't there to watch wrestling. They were there for a food truck rally, but they saw wrestling, they got drawn to it, and then they got involved with it. So I, I love the Midwest people. I think they're some of the most genuine, um, loving, and real people there are, which makes it so much easier to get them involved in your, in your match and want them to cheer for you or boo the other guy or whatever it is, just have their involvement. So I have to give it up to the Midwest. Okay. Good to know. Icon, you're technically considered, you're technically considered Midwest out there, aren't you? Well, yeah. Or, uh, well, what do they consider you guys in North Dakota? What's that? I said, what do they consider you guys in North Dakota? Well, we're, I mean, you're basically, you're basically Canada, right? Well, Basically, well, we're, better, we're we're better than Canada because uh, oh. uh, our 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 college uh, football team actually knows how to win championships. But anyway, uh, <coughs> yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're considered the best. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. But uh, yeah, I would. I mean, I would. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you ever get up here to wrestle, uh, you know, you need a place to crash. You need a place to stay. I'll get you a place. Definitely. If I uh, if I get to North Dakota, I'm definitely going to let you know because we'll at least have to meet up and grab a dinner after the show or something. Awesome. Now, in your uh, in your tenure in the business, have you had the uh, opportunity uh, to uh, hold any championships or are you going to be going after any championships in the future? Yeah, I've had the opportunity to hold quite a few <coughs> championships. Um, I've held. I've, I've actually wrestled for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Jack Dane, um, but I'm a, a two-time uh, Southeastern Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, one-time Southeastern Wrestling Tag Team Champion, one-time Central Empire Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, um, two-time Combat Championship Wrestling United States Champion. One-time Destiny Combat Wrestling Heavyweight, uh, Undisputed Heavyweight Champion, 
um, one-time Pro Wrestling 2.0 heavyweight champion. I think that might be about it right now. So, so you guys, did you hear all the titles that he's won? He was able to go through his diary with a pocket calculator. That's why. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, now, are you going to be going after any titles in the in the near future? Uh, yes. Uh, I definitely have my eyes set on a couple. Um, the United States Wrestling Alliance Elite Championship in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I'm currently looking to um, request a match with their new champion, John Davis. Uh, this this month I'll be defending the the uh, Southeastern Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. And then any opportunity that comes, I'm looking to capitalize on that. So I'm hoping to add at least one or two more championships to that list pretty soon here. Well, here's the good news. Uh, and like I was just telling our previous guest, PJ the Whip, uh, we have a record here on Attitude Era Live. Any guest that's been on our show, whether it was in the next couple days, weeks, months, or within the next year or whatever, any guest that we've had on our show that has went for a title after they've been on our show has won. So we are 490 and 0. So you have to keep that streak alive for us. No pressure there. <laughs> I don't want to be that 490 and 1, so definitely no pressure. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, like I say, I mean, we have a better record than Goldberg. Uh, you know, and, and we love Goldberg. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, it's a status that we've uh, that we've built up, and uh, you know, uh, like I say, no pressure. I mean, you know, we'll understand. You know, if you know the streak falls, but the thing is, with your charisma, with your wrestling style, with your attitude, with your discipline. There's no way that we're going to get into the losing column ever with you. We don't have to worry about you. You know, I don't I don't believe so, but you never say never. All I can say is I will I will do my best to train as hard as possible and fight as hard as possible and make sure we keep that streak alive. There, there you go, guys. I mean, we have we have our we have our next guy and mm. uh he uh he he's going to keep it going for us. Now, uh uh, Tony Summers, our guest here. We got about ten minutes left here, and uh, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, uh, you know, to be in the elongated interview part of the segment. But uh, the next question that we have uh, for you, of course, it's an ego question. All our fans knew it was coming because the icon can't help himself. But uh, if I were to uh, send you an address on uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh, do you think you might be able to uh, be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways for our big December show that we got coming up? One thousand percent. You send me an awesome. ad- address. I'll send you. Uh, what do you say? A dozen autograph pictures. And then you got to make sure you sign one to the icon too, because uh, I'll put it up on my ego wall. I wouldn't have it any other way. As a matter of fact, uh, just to uh, just to rub it into uh, the big swing, I'll put it right next to my autographed picture of Edge. Oh, would you? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's an All right. right. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead well, and shoot I'm, me the address. Happy to help out. Yeah, well, uh, big swing. I, I showed you that autographed picture of Edge I got. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he, uh, he uh, at the time, he, he uh, and I'm still, for you, trying to get him as a guest on our show. He couldn't be on at the time I wanted to, so he sent me a picture in consolation. Uh, you know, I'm still working on him for you, but, uh, you know, just so you know, I'm still working on you. Uh, no, I, I hear you. To, I believe you. You think I'm you know me. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I got, I got it loaded up. I'm playing the whole theme song. Like, like, like I'm making him sit through all four minutes and 55 seconds of it first. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But this is Tony Storm's time. But after, after he's, uh, he's done, then he can play it. But uh, so oh, beautiful. I'm going to play the whole fans, thing then. If our, if our fans wanted to. Uh, Check you out uh, and uh, follow you. Do you have a Facebook? You got Instagram? You got a Twitter? You got a YouTube? What do you got? Oh, got it all. You can add and follow me at uh, Tony the Storm Evelyn at uh, Twitter. The handle is at the Storm eighty five. The same thing for Instagram, and then you can search the Storm under channels on YouTube, and I'm going to pop right up. What, uh, what, is your, uh, what is your most favorite match on there that you should, uh, uh, you should, uh, you should have uh, fans should check out? What is your favorite one on there that you got? There's, there's two or three that really stick out. Of course, like I said, the one with Chris Masters is definitely a really good one. Um, I had... There's this young kid based out of uh, based out of St. Petersburg, Florida. He was trained by Jay Lethal. His name's Hunter Law. I met up with him in a uh, in a town in Mississippi and had just a phenomenal wrestling match with that kid. I'd say my favorite one on my YouTube channel is a match that I had against a competitor by the name of Saib Al-Sabah. And we wrestled for, I want to say, around 25 minutes and had one of the most controversial endings to a championship match that I've ever been a part of. And he was just... He did. Oh, he did. But the way he did it is absolutely uh, unfathomable. And if I told you right now, I, I'm sure you wouldn't believe me. Well, uh, so well, uh, you don't want to give it away because uh, we, we want to have that as a tease. We want fans to check it out. But uh, have you wrestled this guy since, or uh, uh, are you not going to let him cheat you again? No, I'm I'm looking for the right opportunity to have a rematch with Saeed. I'm currently working with Full Throttle. Pro Wrestling on getting that rematch signed for sometime in 2019. So it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. And uh, what uh, what kind of style does he uh, does he fashion? Man, I hate to admit it, but he's probably one of the most naturally gifted and talented athletes that <laughs> I've ever. Met. And uh, sorry about is, that. I didn't turn the mic off. <laughs> He's agile. He's 
fast, he's hard hitting, um, and he has a, a really, really good uh, aerial assault. And uh, uh, does he have a does he have a specific, uh, a specific finisher that he uses? Has mastered the art of hitting a blockbuster off of the middle rope without you realizing it's coming. Uh, he he, I've seen him catch many opponents with a springboard blockbuster that you didn't even know was there. Now that's interesting. Now this the, the match that the, the review uh, the. Uh, well, I, I suppose, you know, it's a rematch, but uh, for you it would have to be kind of like a revenge match, I would guess. But uh, do you want to do a uh, do you want to do a gimmick match with him, or uh, do you just want to have a knockdown, drag out, uh, uh, we'll see who's the best between us type of match? No, a match with him uh, has to be last man standing. <clears throat> Ooh. I want that I can incapacitate him for more than 10 seconds. And if he can best me and put me down for more than 10 seconds, then I will get up and shake his hand and walk away a loser with all of the pride and humility that I have inside me. But I've said it once, and I'll say it until the day that I can no longer speak. It's going to take a hell of a man to put me down for that long. So uh, with the last man saying, match now, uh, will you uh, – <clears throat> Uh, allow uh, weapons of any kind? I'm not opposed to it. You know, it's... In in my eyes, like I said, the way that the last match ended was so controversial, it would have to be no holds barred, anything goes, one fall to a finish, last man standing. Like, there, it would have to be so... It would have to, there would have to be no questions. Like, there wouldn't be any, well, what would have happened if? Or, oh, if this didn't happen. Like, we're going to fight, and we're going to fight until somebody can no longer respond. You know, I, I think another good match along that line for you guys would be like an Iron Man match, too, as well. A 60-minute Iron Man match? Most falls to the finish? That would be a great match. Now, is there any type uh, – we have uh, 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 the store with us. We have about three minutes left here. Uh, real quick, is there any type of match that you won't do? And uh, another flip part of that question, is there a match that you really ought to do that you haven't had a chance to do yet? Um, yes, part one, I will not do a death match. I believe okay. that it has its place in professional wrestling. Uh, I just believe that that place has nothing to do with the storm. It's just, it's not my thing. Uh, what would, what type of match would I love to do that I haven't had the opportunity to do yet? I would honestly love to have an intergender match. There are some very strong and very talented females in professional wrestling that can 100% hold their own with any man in the, in the business. And I would love to be a part of the intergender intergender wrestling world and be able to say that, you know, I've gone toe-to-toe with some of these standout female athletes as much as I've gone toe-to-toe with some of the standout male athletes. Well, there is one female wrestler that comes to mind. Uh, She's up here in North Dakota. Her name is uh, Kira Nora. And 
the icon dislikes her as much as he likes Kevin Owens because uh, she won't be she won't be a guest on the show because uh, she said it wouldn't do anything to advance her career. Uh, so uh, I put a bounty on her as well. Uh, it hasn't come to fruition yet, but uh, if I could uh, get a way that I could get you a match with her, uh, you know, I would uh, I would definitely uh, think that would be an awesome deal. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Like I said, I'm not opposed to to trying new things, and you know, to be honest, I can think of a handful of women out there right now who have gone toe to toe with some of the best male athletes in the world and held their own. And like I said, I bet. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, we're about to get uh, kicked out of the studio here. Uh, we do thank you for uh, taking uh, time out of your schedule. I'll send you that address. You can send us what uh, uh, you can do for us, and we'd appreciate it. We thank you for taking time out of the, your uh, night to join us. Oh, not a problem. Thank you so much for having me on. It was an honor and a privilege to be on the show, and I look forward to maybe doing it again in the future with you guys. Definitely. Thanks, bud. All right. You guys have a great night. You All too. right. That was the storm, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick, uh, all guests have confirmed for next week. We have Rob Thompson, we have Skyler Kincaid, and we have Bill Dundee. All guests have confirmed. Uh, so, hey, we got the show is continuing to grow, and uh, hey, there ain't nothing stopping us. Not even toilet flush guy. You did one hell of a job, and only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Dead man walking.